We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, shut a camera, John Ritchie. Ben Davis with a huge smile on his face as he hears Robert Plant. That's right. Ray Dittinger. Ray, were you a Zeppelin guy back in the day? Uh, no, not really. It's like 15 <laughs> years after your... Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of missed their peak. What, Ray, do you, what do you listen to? He's a Smokey Robinson guy. On, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's very... I you know. Have, you, have a very, you have a very good memory, James. Very good memory. Yeah, I, I was... You know, that was my wheelhouse was the 60s, so I was, I was very into Motown. Oh, that's cool. Motown was great. Yeah. Ray, I said, let's go back even a little further, perhaps, maybe five years before that. I, run around, Sue, best oldies of all time, yes or no? Oh, positively. Thank you. The best oldie of all time? No, no, no. He said, didn't he say one of the best? No, the no, best. Oh, says, no, not the best. Oh, no, it was on the record. You just said positively. <laughs> he misunderstood the question. And I, I totally missed I thought you said one of the best. And I would. I have no problem saying that. But yeah. the best? No, probably not. Yeah, all right, well, so well. what is the best? Is it Johnny B. Good? <sighs> That's really that's up there. So I think it's Johnny. I, I don't good. call that oldies. What are you talking about? I, I call oldies. that it, it's rock and roll in a way that's not oldies. Oldies is the Wanderer and Runaround Sue. Johnny B. Good is rock and roll, but not the oldies. You don't think Runaround Sue was rock and roll? That was considered. It rock is, and roll. but it's, it's a different. It's a different branch and of rock it's and roll. Same years different that branch. we're talking about. Different branch. Different branch. So you have to. <laughs> Oldies, oldies are different to every single person you're talking to. Yeah. I mean, I'm, if you're older than you guys, then your oldies are different than your oldies, right? That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, if I'm, when I'm thinking oldies, I'm thinking Little Anthony and the Imperials and that kind of stuff, which is actually 50s, there which was go. way before all of you guys. There you go. All right, Eagles and Niners, obviously, on Sunday. Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Today's question, which is a bigger advantage for the Eagles on Sunday? Is it A, the home field advantage, or B, Hurts being a better player than Purdy, you know, significantly? Uh, let's go around the room before John gives us the results that he believes from, from all the voters. Ben, your answer, bigger advantage, home field or Hurts? I think Hurts. Ray? Yeah, I'll always take the tangible over the intangible, so I'll take the quarterback. I think it's definitively Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the home field advantage is a good advantage. I think Hurts is a spectacular advantage. Seltzer? Hurts by a mile. Yeah. Okay, yeah. John? It's not It's not close. All right, where me. do you think the poll results came in? I, I'm i going to say you've got a lot of 
enthusiasm, there is belief that we can affect games from the stands. So that will contribute a little bit to getting some votes for that category, but it's going to be small. So like 20% say home field. Now, it's, I, I got to tell you, this, this poll result shocked me. Hertz wins it, but not in a landslide. 41% of people think it's the home field advantage. Sure, they're voting for themselves. <laughs> That's a good point, Ray. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. There you go. They're voting for themselves. When you're talking about the home field advantage, that, that's our audience. Those are the people that are listening. Well, so, of course, they're going to vote for themselves. All right, Ray, let me ask you this question. Five games, NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl era that have been played in Philadelphia, either at the Vet or the Link. Eagles record, 3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Any lessons in there? And, and put it another way, is the town a little overconfident right now, considering San Francisco's great, and we have seen with our own eyes twice – the Eagles lose in this type of spot. Sure, I, I see. I don't. Do you? Well, you. I mean, you're taking the calls all day no long. One's, so no you know. I'm, I, do you really get a feeling that people are overconfident? No one has picked San Francisco to win. Hmm. But they're not expecting it to be easy, are they? Some are. are uh, most are not. Now, see, that's that. That would be wrong. That would be wrong. If there's to me, if there's a lesson to be taken from the other championship games, uh, it's. Don't count out the unknown quarterback, you know, because, you know, Brock Purdy is a big theme of this game. Right. And oh, Brock Purdy, God, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, well, you know, you lost championship games here to Brad Johnson right. and Jake DeLome. You know, I mean, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you lost one championship game to, to Brad Johnson, who's the, def- the definition of a journeyman quarterback. And Jake DeLome, who was a fugitive from NFL Europe. Yeah. They came in here and beat you in a championship game. So. Don't look at Brock Purdy as oh well he's a he's a yeah. you know he's a marginal quarterback so they they can't win this game you've already got evidence twice over well that they so can. Ray I agree I think that's a huge lesson lesson I think the other lesson is and while the Eagles have their own great defense they do I think the other lesson is don't just dismiss the number one ranked defense in football I mean the Bucks in 2 and by the way I, I view it as very similar well well Tampa didn't have the skill position players on offense the Niners have clearly not no but similar in that. It was a team knocking on the door for three or four years, four or five years. I mean, they'd been in a lot of playoff games. They'd, they'd almost really advanced very you – know, you know, they almost beat the Rams in 99. You know, veteran, exceptional players. In that regard, this 49ers team reminds me a lot of that Bucks team. And that Bucks team had a tremendous defense. And this 49ers team has a tremendous defense. Yeah, well, you look at the Bucks defense, three Hall of Famers. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a fourth. I mean, you got Sapp and Brooks and Lynch are already in, um, and Rondé Barber is a finalist this year. I mean, they could have four Hall of Famers out of their eleven. So yeah, that was a that was a great defense. Simeon Rice doesn't get enough. Oh, he was great, great, man. He was unblocked. Yeah, ask ask Trey Thomas about. It. Yeah, Trey Thomas had more trouble with with uh, Simeon Rice than anybody else he played. It was and amazing. Ju- and, and Ray, Julius Peppers gave, gave him a hard time. I don't know if it was Trey specifically or the guy on the other side. I don't remember. But in 03, losing that game, a lot of that was Julius Peppers. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I thought that um, – I put that one kind of more at the feet of the coaches. I thought that they just got – I just thought they got a little crazy with the play calling and just started throwing, throwing, throwing. I mean, there was a um, – there was a moment, and I was I was working at NFL Films then, so I got to hear a lot of the sideline audio. Uh, and there was a uh, con- conversation, shall we say, on the sidelines between John Runyon and Marty Morningwig uh, during that game. The, this is the Carolina game, mm-hmm. I believe you know, it. where I John was on the sideline too. Yeah, we were 
yeah, we're always feeling like we could have run it more. Where John Runyon pulled Marty Morningwig aside and said, Marty, when are we going to start running the ball? You know, and, and Marty said, oh, no, no, we're, we're going to. We're, we're going to yeah, like when? You know, because yeah. he said, these guys don't want to play the run. Mm-hmm. They just want to rush the passer. So why don't we run it on them? I really do think if they had, if they had run the ball more, they could have won that game. Yeah. I really do feel that. So. I agree. I'll tell you this, guys. There's two things in life that we'll never have access to, although Ray kind of had access to, but two things in life I want before I die and I'll never get it. One, the presidential book of secrets. Like what really has gone on in U.S. history that has passed down president to president? And number two. So you're admitting that you're not going to. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm the one guy around here that does have a chance for that. (laughs) That's right. Number two. Number two. (laughs) I want I want like six months in the inner vault of NFL films, not the stuff that made the air. I want the stuff that did not make the air. Yeah, all the private conversations and i want to hear the dirt through the because i mean guys there's a lot more that doesn't make the air than does and obviously right there's a lot that doesn't make the air because you you can't put out certain information political, political reasons yeah. political considerations so i'm just say. saying it would be i mean that's stuff somewhere unless they burn it i don't know it's, no, no 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 it's all there and uh, we, um, it's it's all there i heard oh, i heard most of it um we actually had the idea we actually got the idea while I was still at NFL Films to do kind of what you're just talking about, yep. which is build whole build whole shows out of the stuff that's in the vault that has never been seen before. Yeah, and we created it. We created a series called Lost Treasures of NFL Films, and uh, we started off with the idea that we would do one one hour show, and once we started doing the research, <laughs> once we started going through the the the, the film in this vault. Um, we said, oh, no, we're going to do more than that. Yeah, that's so there was so much there. We wound up doing – it started off as like the idea of doing a one one-hour show for ESPN. We wound up doing 22 wow, one-hour shows that's awesome. out of that lost footage and never got out of the 70s. That was – we got 22 <laughs> shows amazing. just out of the 70s. Did you have to bleep it out all the time? Oh, sure. I can't even imagine. That's fun. Though. That's awesome. You can, you can make it out. I mean, we, yeah, obviously it was heavily bleeped. Right. But, I mean, you can still figure out what was going on. <laughs> I want Lombardi audio with, like, one of his guys. Like, oh, that's great. That'd All right, let's awesome. go to the phones. Let's talk to Judy right now in South Philadelphia. Hi, Judy. Hi, how are you? Great. Let me just say, Ray, Ray Danger is a, national, is a Philadelphia treasure. Like, I'm so happy that he's on the air. I mean, who else can say – well, I sat down with 10 NFL coaches to, you know, pick yeah. apart their offense and just say it so nonchalantly, like, and actually have the opportunity to do it right. You are, you're the man. That's all I have to say about Something that. Uh, Bill that's very nice of you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. I, I feel like I feel like I led a charmed life. Believe me, I do. Uh, well, we have had the pleasure of having you. Trust me, it's the other way around. And you also touched on my point with this Brock Purdy. Yes, on paper, the Eagles are better. They have weapons. We have weapons. But... A rookie quarterback has never thrown for over 200 yards with no interceptions in a playoff game. Well, he just did it twice in his first two playoff appearances. He had 332 yards against the Owls and three TDs. Now, the Cowboys had a little less, 214 yards, I think. But that's saying something. Yes, Shanahan draws it up to protect him. My point is we have to get to him. He was pressured 50% of the snaps versus Seattle, and it started to show. He was only, or I'm sorry, it's opposite, 7% against Seattle, 50% hurried against the Cowboys, where he had significantly less yardage. We have to get to him. 
for. Yeah, but I'll say this, Judy, you got to be careful, and here's why. They can do a slip screen to Debo Samuel against the Blitz. They can find a way to get the ball to McCaffrey on a on an easy reception against the Blitz. And I don't want a Blitz. Yeah, I'm just – I mean – I don't want to, a period. Uh, and I don't think we will that much. I mean, every once in a while throw in something exotic because that can get a young guy. Yeah. But I think with the the ET twists, you know, just the stunts that have worked for us all season, I think we can get adequate pressure, Judy. I I watched Brock Purdy. I was impressed. I was also amazed at some of the lack of precision from from Brock Purdy. Like he's good. He's not unbeatable. I don't think he's he good. I think mistakes. he's I think he's average. He makes the, the rookie mistakes that you would make, and, yeah. and it's not always well located. Uh, he's done certainly enough. Oh, yeah. But but we can hem him in. Hey, Judy, who, Judy, who's naturally funny without being a comedian? Another Philadelphia treasure by way of Canada, Al Morganti. Al's already he's been said. Funny. It's great, great answer. You, you got a, you got a different answer. Jonesy, Keith Jones. Jones. Yeah, Jonesy's yeah, a good, good answer, one. too. Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic answer. All right, so speaking of answers, uh, A.J. Brown had some things to answer for yesterday. So we, we see uh, during the game on Saturday night that he obviously was unhappy in the fourth quarter sitting on the sidelines. So it was like, well, is he unhappy because he's banged up? Is he unhappy because he's banged up what is the and they won't injury? let him in? What is it? Like, that's another good question. We've what? never heard. Yeah. We, we heard he was hampered by something. Right. And then complete. James, do we know what is the injury? I thought it was a quad thing, but I don't know for sure. I can I can look into it, but I don't. I think, think the point is there wasn't a thing. No, I, I, there, no, no. He stayed down on the field twice. He was. He said I, I understand. He said that. he had a no, thing. I understand. I and they held him out. They obviously held him. Out. So something's going on there. So he's being held out. They don't want him to get more injured, which was the right decision, by the way. You're up at like 75 points, but also it's like, well, is he unhappy because he didn't get the ball enough? I didn't think that's initially what it was until Sirianni of all people. Came out this week and totally confirmed that. He didn't have to. He could have just said nothing to see here. But Sirianni said this in a press conference. Of course he's going to always want the ball. He's, he's a really good player. And, um, you know, no one, not, any, not really anybody in the past game really got a lot of targets or a lot of opportunities and uh, because we were running the ball so well. Um, but, you know, that's what you want from your receivers, to want to have have the football. There's part, part of the reason why – uh, receivers are good is because they want and crave the football. They want the ball to to change the game. Um, but you know, make no mistake about it, he was he was thrilled that we won the football game. Yeah, he was thrilled they won, but he wasn't happy in the fourth quarter. He just wasn't. And, and by the way, Sirianni put. I mean, Ben, I was shocked Sirianni said that. I was too. He didn't have to. No, he could have just said he was disappointed. He was banged up. Yeah, we kept him out. No big deal. See see you next week, guys. Yeah, nothing to see here. But now it's like, no, there is something to see here. So reporters, of course, are going to go right to A.J. Brown's locker room, and they did yesterday and say, yo, man, what's up? Like, what's going on here? And, of course, what you don't want is you don't want bad mojo at this stage of the year, especially after such great mojo across the board, whole team, no division, no controversies, no no problems, no nothing, no selfishness. Well, now it's like, well, is he selfish? A.J. Brown addressed it yesterday, a series of questions with reporters. Listen to this. We'll react. Here's A.J. Brown yesterday with reporters. You throw the ball to me 100 times, I'm going to win it. I just, feel, yeah, you know, it's just, I just, uh, me personally, I just feel like I can change the game, you know, any moment, you know, and, uh, you know, getting the ball often, you know, keeps you going, keeps you in the rhythm, you know, uh, definitely just puts you on the zone, you're locked in, and, and of course, you know, of course. I'm in your career, have you had to deal with that at times? Deal with what? 
deal with that wanting of the football when it doesn't necessarily I'm, I'm a wide receiver. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen uh, of course, you know, uh, even even when the ball goes somewhere, go, go somewhere else, uh, you know, I just, I'm a receiver, you know, I, I'm a dominant receiver who wants the ball and I feel like I can change the game at any moment, you know, but, you know, I definitely got to do my job that's blocking like I realized, you know, that's not a problem. You've heard, I guess have, my have you ever heard the phrase that, um, been associated with receivers calling the divas. I mean, I don't know if that's something that you would uh, embrace or not, but um, is that kind of the mentality? Does that include that term, like in that mentality? No, I'm, I'm never the receiver to, to, to go on the sideline or to try, try to cause like problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. I think, I think that's what you can describe as a diva or whatever the case may be, but I'm not that person. You know, I'm a guy who looks and talks to the quarterback or talk to the OC. And uh, do it, do it that way. You know, I'm not gonna, not gonna gotta try to cause, even cause commotion on the sidelines. I'm not, not, that's not who I am. I'll never be that guy. All right, that's AJ Brown yesterday. I gotta be I honest. That's the case. I gotta be honest here, guys. I, I'm a huge AJ Brown fan. He seems like a great guy. And about half of what he said yesterday, he said with a smile on his face. But I was disappointed the way he handled that yesterday. Uh, look, don't I, be, don't I, be, Joe. Why, don't Ray? Be. Because if you watch the game, did you see him blocking? I did. He blocked his ass off. Tremendous. And, like, and part of the reason that they ran for 268 yards was your two wide receivers were blocking their butts off on every running play. That's that's the issue, Joe. I've seen wide receivers, and we all know the wide receiver mentality. Yeah. And we've been through the – we've lived the T.O. experience, okay, so we know how that works. But I've seen wide receivers who, when they're not getting the ball and they're getting frustrated, John's probably seen this too. That if they're not getting the ball and the play's not called their way, the ball snapped, they're standing on the sideline. They're, they're standing at the line of scrimmage with their hands on their hips, and they're not doing a damn thing. Yeah. Okay? This guy carried out every assignment. Now, at the end of the game, he's frustrated that he only had six targets because he felt like he could have been a bigger part of the offense. And you could say that's not ideal, and maybe, they, maybe, and maybe they shouldn't have gone public. But if you just look at the way, if you would have graded him out over the course of the game and saw the way he continued to block and play hard the whole second half, then I think it's a non-issue. I thought he blocked awesome. I am I'm very positive about the attitude. Hey, if it, you know, I want the ball for that hundred and first time because I believe I can change a game. I know he can change a game, but did this, whatever it is, the emotional situation affect his availability in that game? I I think you know it was hard to find. It turned out to be a hip tweak was the injury. If he was not available because you know emotions and you know an injury that was well, not I even listed they kept on him, the injury I report. sense they kept him out I rightfully have, so he had he had ben, 22 you, yards for I the have, game I where have do you no, stand on this I have no issue game. with what he said or what he did as Ray said he blocked his tail off he did. in that game yeah. and but I have no issues with it because he name one thing that he said in that that wasn't true is he a playmaker yes can he change the game yes the more I know it's a team sport, yeah. but the more time he touches the ball, the better off the Eagles are going to be because he's going to advance the ball down. I the field. agree with that, but the problem is, is is the emotional aspect removing his ability to touch the ball? Well, because he gets worked up that. about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't agree with you. On, I don't know, John. He, here's where I'm. It at wasn't a this. productive receiving game for him. No, yes, he blocked. Didn't throw the ball much in the second half. Well. But but guys, here here's where, the way I look at it. To answer your question, what was your question, Ben? What did I not like about yeah, what he said? What, what was not true in what he what said? What I didn't like. First off, you get the ball 100 times, you're going to want 101. It sounds selfish. 
Okay, that's one. Okay. Sounds competitive, too, though. It does sound competitive. I agree with you, James. Two, the team is about to play in the NFC Championship game. I, I mean, if I'm him, I'm like, guys, this is awesome. We are kicking teams' butts in a variety of ways. If I catch 10 passes or I catch four passes, if we win by 30 points either way, awesome. I didn't, I mean, listen, again, I love A.J. Brown, and he seems like a wonderful person. And, Ray, I hear you. I get it. I saw it. His blocking was amazing. I just thought it brought some unusual mojo into the 2022 yeah. Eagles season that had not existed. Well, the fact that there it's had still been being none talked of that. about, that, that, is, that is a distraction. Because he's no either unhappy he with his, 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 his quarterback, who's his best friend, mm-hmm. or his coach, who's a great coach. Come yeah. on, man. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't need I, that. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to have an issue. I, I, I think he's going to have. I think he's going to have a monster game mm-hmm. Sunday. I really do. I mean, if if you look at the 49ers defense yeah. and you look at their corners, if they if they play the way I think they're going to play, he's going to see more one on one than he's probably seen in a while. And if he does, he can he can beat these two guys all day. I think. Yeah. So you're not going to. I think he is going to be fully engaged. Maybe he comes into this feeling he's got a little bit more to prove. Certainly, this is a higher stakes game than he's played yeah. before. He's you're going to get his best. And you know, I've been look. I I was doing when I was at films. I was doing the Jets. I did the Jets highlight film for ten years. Okay, so I looked at a lot of Keyshawn Johnson footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a guy who, when he's not getting the ball, just checks out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to get that from this guy. If anything, you're going to get a hyper motivated guy Sunday. And I'd be willing to bet you when it's all said and done, he's had a really big game. Well, I tend to agree with you, but I'll just say this. If they lose, and I don't think the Eagles will lose, but if they do, there will be some people that say it was all going smooth until team chemistry had a wide receiver that started saying, I didn't get the ball enough. Yeah, well, it's still Because team chemistry is a no big part of their thing this it, year. It's messy. And no matter how you cut it, there's a guy across the way from him playing the other wide receiver position who never, ever – Says, says a word. He, did. Right. <laughs> he Never would he do what he did. No. Never would he stay down on the ground. Never would he come out for anything. I, I, I really believe that. And I was worried about Devontae Smith from a physical perspective. Would he hold up from an emotional perspective? Devontae Smith, man, you have your cake and you eat it too because he is a legit one wide receiver who doesn't have any of this affectation that you normally get. And right. we've come to just sort of acknowledge and accept. I don't. I don't – I'm conflicted. So on you that. and I are more aligned, John. I think we yeah, are. Ben and, ben and Ray on one side, you and me, and the word affectation was just said on <laughs> WIP, which I, you know, I it's, it's, that's, that's, oh. that's Stanford right there. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jack right now. Jack, you're on WIP. Hey, Joe, what were, you, were you asleep in Father Fade's uh, biology class at the prep and didn't learn, hear about the follicles in there? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Jack. I took Father Garver's class junior year at the prep. I got a C minus in chemistry. <laughs> I was well, it was one of my two worst classes top. ever ever at the prep. I had B Horatius and I didn't do much better. <laughs> it was a tough department, man. It really was. It was. It was. Class of sixty nine. I'm proud of it. Hey, listen. Good. Uh I'm really hepped up about the Eagles. I think it's gonna be uh I, I think the Giants could score maybe twenty points, but that's all. And the Eagles are going to be 28, so uh, um, we're going to the Super Bowl. Book it. I think so. I think the Eagles are going too, man. I do, Jack. I agree. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And it will it never, be emotionally trying. It never is easy. 
All right, Jack, give me a great answer here. Other than Mr. Moon, who who was funny without being, you know, a stand-up comedian? This is somebody I never would have thought I would ever say is funny. But Andy Reid in this latest uh, <laughs> commercial. Yeah. Boy, it's a good answer, he man. Is. It's really good. He is funny. I'd say, yes. well, and he is actually a funny guy. I mean, John and Ray, you yes. guys had the most interactions with him. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of natural funny guy in there, Low right? Low-key, tongue-in-cheek kind of guy. But, yeah, there's a lot of humor that, that most people don't ever get to yeah. witness. Ray, did Chip Kelly have, you know, any humor? None that I was aware of or none that I ever detected. <laughs> Chip, was a, Chip was an utterly humorless person with very very v- the most minimal people skills you could ever possibly imagine like you know, a cactus yeah I, I mean a guy that has i mean he has he he has a he has a brilliant x's and o's mind he really does and he's he's really a college coach he was he was never really suited for the nfl uh but he's a he's a very bright guy but yeah uh not not a guy you want to sit next to on a coast-to-coast flight Unbelievable. Ray, speaking of college coaches, uh, Peter Schrager from the NFL Network brought something up this morning I didn't know about. It's interesting intel. The Eagles have two defensive assistants who were defensive coaches uh, at Iowa State uh, while Brock Purdy was there. For all those years, Brock Purdy was with I- Iowa State. Defensive back, what was it, James, a linebacker? D.K. Coach? McDonald and a guy named Scudder. So the defensive backs coach is D.K. McDonald, and then it was a defensive assistant. Tim Scudder, I think. Scudder was okay. the last name. So, Ray... Listen, that's not the same as, you know, John's Oakland team when he got the Super Bowl facing Gruden, who had been the head coach of the, you know, put the whole thing together with Gannon and, you know, Tim Brown and John and all these guys. And But it's not nothing. Um, does it make you feel better, a little better, about the Eagles' chances knowing that these two dudes have insight into Brock Purdy the person, Brock Purdy the quarterback, and maybe how you get a chance to maybe get him off the game a little bit? Doesn't hurt. You know, it, it doesn't hurt. I don't know that it's going to make much of a difference. I mean, to me, to me, this game comes down to one overriding factor, and that is the Eagles' defense against San Francisco's running game. You know, against McCaffrey and Samuel and their ability to their ability to 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 run the ball the way they can run the ball. Uh, if they can keep those guys in check, um, then you force Purdy to become the quarterback as opposed to the game manager that's the game if they if the eagles can make it that kind of game either by getting a lead which a big lead which i don't think you're going to get against this defense or shut down that running game and make purdy have to make tough throws and a lot of throws then you can turn the pass rush loose on them and then you might start to see mr irrelevant but it's going to start with with getting it's you, you got to get to him through mccaffrey and, and samuel Let's get to Tom in Middletown right now. Good afternoon, Tom. Hey, guys. How are you? Great to, great to talk to all of you. Thanks, Tom. Doing great. This, what I'd like to see this 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 game here is something we haven't done. I have a, this comment and then a question. Um, something we haven't done well all year, and I think to win this game, it's a must. We, we've got to score in the third quarter. What if they're up by 30 when the second half starts? Well, I think more than that, that, Tom. We've got to, we've got to come out of the gates. Keep you on your toes, man. That would be ideal. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Then, then do you have to? And do you have to? Like you have to? We need to get up and score. Like like you can't win. You can't win with a zero in the third quarter. Or like you prefer. Let me preface by by saying this: in the close game that I'm anticipating, okay, I think we we, we've got to put up. 
some numbers in the third quarter. Okay. And, and we haven't done that consistently all year. So I, that's something I'd like to see. Okay. I think some of that's circumstantial because we get these big leads and then we sort of sit on them. I agree. And I think we will try to get a big lead and sit on it. But probably won't get help. it. No, yeah. that, it'll be much more difficult <laughs> against this defense. But that is the ultimate you know, game day unfolding if we're able to get up by a couple touchdowns and force them to be predictable. Hey, Tom, give me a big answer, man. Who's funny without being a comedian? Oh, God, this guy, he's so funny reactionarily. Uh, uh, Larry Anderson. It's a great you know, answer. that is a great it's a answer. Great answer. That's, that's a, yes. <laughs> that is an awesome answer. I could win. I mean, Ben, all those years ago when he was a player, I always thought it was him and Van Slyke as players. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's been in the booth now for about 25 Roger years. Roger McDowell, too, is Roger McDowell. Group. Yep. Larry he, is hilarious. Like, he's just flat out just funny. And he just, he just makes me laugh every day. Yeah. I love the man. James, do you have the audio of when Larry Anderson referenced me on the air one time during a Phillies game? I don't want to give the – I can look for it. Let me see if I can find it. He referenced something specific, and it was during a Phillies broadcast on the radio. And if James can find it, it'll – I'll let it – I don't know about this. Yeah, well, you might not remember. We'll see if he can find it. If not, I'll tell you. Let's go to Enzo in Westchester. Hi, Enzo. Hey, guys. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! There you go, Enzo. We're going, Arizona, boys. We are going. I agree. I agree. That Carolina game brought back memories when Ray brought that up, Ray. I was sitting in the suite yelling at Andy Reid to run the ball. I'll never forget it, Richie. Never forget it. You know, he didn't didn't trust his his fullback. Dude, I'm telling you. He should have. He should have. He He didn't. He he didn't trust the kid. It was a horrible experience as fans to watch that. It It was was very bad. Yes. It was, I couldn't imagine as a player. Yeah, it was tough, man. Plus, Deuce had yeah. that drop down the left sideline, and that really hurt. That really, really hurt. And that was and that was Deuce, and that was Deuce's last game with the Eagles. Let me just say hi to Ben real quick, Joe. Sorry to take your spot sure. right away. No, go for it. Ben, how are you, brother? I cooked some dinners for you, pescatory back in the day on two or two. Absolutely, I'm I'm there all the, all the time. Believe me, there and the other one, the Enzos as well. So right there on two hundred two. Joe, what is your deal with different channels? Rock and roll. Johnny B. Good is rock and roll, dude. Yeah, it is rock and roll. That's what I said. But I think oldies is a different wing of rock and roll. That's all I'm saying. Rock and roll. It's an oldies rock and roll song. So what do you call the other songs from that era, from the 50s, if they're not rock and roll? No, they're, they're all rock. It's like square and a rectangle. All right, let me just be very clear about this. Every, let me make sure I get it right. Every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. Or is it the other way around? Which way is it? Uh, <laughs> every every recta- or every square every square is a rectangle. Not every rectangle is a square. Correct. Same thing with this. Everything we're talking about is rock and roll, but not all of them are oldies. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. How are all you right. not oldies? Johnny be good. They're, they're so you're saying Johnny be good is not an oldie? I, I'm just. It's my opinion, Enzo. I mean, you can disagree. Many I have, like, and and then they're yeah. normally proven wrong. Enzo, give me a great so, answer. I, who's who's no, naturally on, funny? I'll give, an answer. <laughs> I'll give you an answer. But Sixers last night, you, yeah. you were right, dude. Game Harden showed it, man. Yeah. I've been looking for that. I've been looking for that since he came here, and I saw it last night, man. That layup right after Kyrie had his, he said, "I'm going to show you, Kyrie," and he went right up. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That was a big play. Oh. About a minute left in the game. Who, who's funny without being a comedian, Enzo? Without being a stand-up, uh, L.A. should win, but I'll go with Charles Barkley. Has been said. You got someone else? How about Shaq. Has Shaq? been said. You got one more shot. Rucker. All right, that's it. Who did he say? Crocker. Crocker. Oh, Crocker. Yeah, Crocker's a good answer too. <laughs> could I ask the uh, Could I ask the fullback a question? Please, Please do. Um, I'm 
coming up the Commerce Championship game, uh, Vaughn Hebron used to do the pre- and post-game show with us for seven years, and he and I used to talk about a lot of stuff. And he went to two Super Bowls, won them with Denver. And he said to me something I thought was very interesting. He said, in terms of nervousness, he said, I was more nervous before the conference championship game really? than I was nervous before the Super Bowl. Uh, and I wondered hmm. if that was just him or if that was a common feeling. And his, his, no. his saying was, what he said was, look, you're nervous before the Super Bowl, obviously, because it's the biggest game. He said, but he said, you get to the conference championship game, you've worked so hard to get there to get that close to the Super Bowl, and now it's one game away. Your feeling is, or at least his feeling was, oh, please, let's not blow it now. That yeah. when you got to the conference championship game was another whole level of nervousness that was even bigger than what he felt at the Super Bowl. Well, I wish I would have felt that way because then I would have, wouldn't have been as blindsided and devastated by losing in those games. Uh, I did not feel that way. I felt like it was business as usual, just like you know, Nick Sirianni wants to keep everything consistent and – I totally bought into that. You know, it, I I was never nervous before a game until the Super Bowl standing on the sideline. I mean, for an incredibly long period of time, which right. is waiting for the game to start. That's tough. Because it occurred to me, you know, holy cow, I, the night before I had been watching like a, a news broadcast that put the exact number of eyes that were going to be on the game the next day. That crossed my mind in whatever it was, the 45 minutes we were waiting to get out there on the field. And that was the – I think that was the only moment that I felt nerves before a game. Hmm. Like like bad nerves. There were always the butterflies, the good nerves that actually, like, hoisted you up and made you better. But that was the, the only time wow. I felt like, wow, I, I need to get out there on the field. I need to get a hit in so I can get back to normal and equalize because right now I'm in a – bad emotional state by the way ray you just did something james i think will agree with me it's stupendous you got john richie to talk about his like his emotions yeah which is not a common theme around here rare because as i'd like <laughs> to say happens. he's a thinker not a feeler but he just told you like there's feelings in there mm-hmm. I'm impressed. that's well unbelievable. done ray <laughs> all right sometimes S- speak, speaking of ray let's get to uh two predictions one in the afc one in the nfc ray Bengals and uh chiefs who wins Boy, it's hard to go against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, but um, I just can't imagine that Mahomes is anywhere close to 100. Uh, percent And if he can't, if he can't get out of the pocket, if he can't do the Mahomes thing, if he's going to try and play it from the pocket, I just don't know if they're going to be able to take down that Cincinnati team the way they're playing right now and the way that quarterback is playing right now. So I'm. I, I like the Bengals. I yep. like the Bengals to win that game. I'd probably say like 28-21. And let's get to the big one now. The Eagles. The uh, San Francisco 49ers, Ray Dittinger, sir. I think it's going to be a tremendous game. I, I, you know, I've been all week now just doing the matchups uh, and looking at it. And it's, you know, what Nick said the other day, this is good on good, good versus good. He's right. I mean, you look at the matchups, they're great. The two teams are really good. They're really well coached. Um, playing well, um, two very different styles. Uh, I mean, nobody runs an offense like the Eagles. The Eagles' offense is to to the point that John made before about the Bill Walsh West Coast offense. When you say he brought a new style of football to the NFL, the Eagles are kind of doing that right now before our eyes. I mean, their offense isn't like anybody else's, uh, and they're going up against the number one defense. I mean, what could be better if you're a fan? Um, but. I think at some point it's going to come down to the quarterback play, and the Eagles have the much better quarterback. 
And so I'm going to, I think it's going to be close because the 49ers don't do anything but play close games. But I think the Eagles are going to win, and I'm going to say 24-20. Love it, Ray. Love it. Uh, Ray, we'll talk to you next week as we uh, prepare for the Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to that. With the Eagles in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ray, thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, Joe. All right, there he thanks, is, Ray. the Diddy. Up ahead, time's yours. Show to Cameron John Ritchie. Ben Davis with us on WIP. It's pro football playoff time, the best time of the year, plus pro in college hoops, hockey, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances too. Touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, and with live in-game betting you can bet during the game. Check out our birds on Sunday. Two and a half point favorites hosting San Francisco. The over-unders 46 and a half points. And Bet Park's futures bets on this year's pro football champion were plus 240. So a $100 wager on the good guys to win it all pays 240 bucks. Join me now and New Year's can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet is not a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.